Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the Three Levels Renewables, where we dive deep into energy-related topics together in three levels of depth and bring new perspectives to the Earth that we live in. Today, we're gonna do something new. So this is the first special episode where I talk about my experience and thoughts in the energy industry. These type of episode is going to be more spontaneous. Very often, and then obviously, I'm very thankful that I get to go to different places and have a conversation with folks from diverse background and hear their perspective and experience about not just energy but also their community, what makes them happy, strong, and then of course their daily struggle. I know I'm someone who study and work in the STEM field, so that's science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. My job requires me to be quantitative and logical. Of course, I do that, but most of the time, I still see the world really is just a story of human to human and human to nature connections. I want to make sure I document this perspective for the energy industry too. Today, I'm going to answer or provide my perspective to the ultimate questions of this century: What really is the solutions to solve the environmental and energy crisis that we have right now? I know it's a very big question. I have been thinking about some sort of solutions for this crisis from the moment that I know about climate change and seawater rising. When I read a book back in middle school with a cover showing all major landmark buildings like Eiffel Tower or Empire State Building are submerged in seawater. So here's my take as of 2023. Following our tradition, I will organize things in three takeaways. Level one to solve the crisis, our best bet is to really, really hone in on the demand side. When addressing urgent environmental and energy crisis right now, our best approach is to focus on the demand side of the equation. I know supply side solutions like clean and renewable energy sources, decarbonizations are very important, and we discuss them a lot. But they should only be complemented by a robust conservation effort. Conservation in this context is a conscious and deliberate effort to utilize our resources more careful and prudent. I am amazed by how people let the water just run when soaping their hand, or throw away food when the food just does not look good. It's all about reducing waste and optimizing the use of all valuable natural resources. In the energy perspective, simple act like turning off lights when not in use or fixing leaky faucets would contribute to significant energy savings. Yes, sometimes it means lifestyle changes such as adopting sustainable transportation options like biking or carpooling, reducing meat consumption, and embracing a more minimalist approach to consumption. These small individual choices have a huge, huge cumulative effect on reducing energy demand. Energy efficiency, on the other hand, revolves around maximizing the output while minimizing the input. This principle applies to both our daily lives and industrial processes, from energy-efficient appliances in our homes to sustainable practice in industries. And a focus on efficiency translates to using less energy to accomplish the same tasks. 
We are seeing innovations in building design, transportation systems, and manufacturing processes, which all can substantially reduce energy waste and energy bill. Level two, we have to face it: structural change are needed, and economic stimulations are key. In addition to bottom-up approach like conservation, we have to acknowledge that structural changes from top down are the fastest and most necessary changes to address the environmental and energy crisis. People keep saying we live in a world that focuses on money and power. It's true. So let's really use this to make better advantage. These changes may be policy shifts, industrial transitions, and find ways to create sustainable economic systems. For example, one key element of structural change is the transition towards a cleaner and more sustainable energy sources. And every region is very different. Some regions benefit from things like solar, wind, hydroelectric power, but for some other regions or countries. They don't even have enough stable electricity supply, and if fossil resources like natural gas make sense, we should definitely consider that option too. To facilitate the transition through incentives and investments, regulatory changes are just more reasonable. Cause for each region, they're very different in terms of populations and natural resources, which means energy needs and supply options are different too. To make it very blunt. Money, or better phrased as economic development needs, are pretty much the only common goal that all countries shares, regardless of their economic situation and political background. So let's just embrace that. Moreover, economic stimulations are critical for any transitions. Incentives such as subsidies for clean energy technologies and tax breaks for eco-friendly practices can accelerate the adoption of sustainable solutions. Investment in green infrastructures such as electric vehicle charging networks, smart grid, is vital for reducing carbon footprint. It is essential to recognize that investing in sustainability is not just merely an expense, but a long-term strategy for economic growth and resilience. Level three, education is key. Education serves as the backbone for any lasting solutions to the environmental and energy crisis. To ensure a sustainable future, it's important that we impart environmental awareness and eco consciousness to both general public and to the younger generation. This education should extend beyond traditional classroom and into our communities. Children or younger adults should have the opportunity to embrace the importance of biodiversity, the consequences of climate change, and the role each of us plays in preserving our planet. Environmental literacy should be integrated into school curriculum, fostering an innate sense of responsibility towards the conservation and environment. People come into the world with different beliefs and opinions. That's what makes our world so beautiful. But one thing that we all share is the vessel, the nature, and then the earth that we live in. This is all connected. One more important thing on education is that we should always encourage critical thinking and problem-solving skill. The environmental and energy challenges that we face today are multifaceted. 
Requiring innovative solutions, we need thinkers who can tackle complex issues with creativity and empathy to drive changes. Don't think the planet problem is problem of somebody else. Everybody plays a role in building a better planet for us and for future generations.